that there is a light in our heart, that there is a language that is only spoken through the heart in which the universe, like all of life, understands. And 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 I think that's the language that that we collectively need to hone in on to really to really move through this darkness and to remember what it means to be human. Hello friends. Oh my god. And we're back. Welcome to Exquisite Humans. Um, this is episode three. And I'm your host, Love is Wise. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a month since um I posted our last episode uh Kayingni. And if you haven't checked that out, you should. Um, but if you're listening to this episode for the first time, welcome. If you have been joining me on this journey um, of very special interviews with people that I love, um, welcome back. I'm happy that you're here. So like I said before, it's been a little bit of a minute. Um, and that's mainly because honestly, friends, I have been sort of going through burnout and also I've been holding a lot as it pertains to what's happening in the world. Um, I noticed like, yeah, back in October, everything was shook (laughs) and it's not funny, but you know, I'm just laughing to keep from crying. Um, yeah, everything was just shaken up for most of us and the things that we're witnessing right now, it was happening um, with Palestinians, what's happening um, as it pertains to multiple genocides occurring in the world. I've just been really sitting with my spirit, sitting in prayer, sitting in reflecting, learning, grieving, um, being a witness, Putting, trying to place all of my my pain into just being with community, putting it into action, calling my reps, emailing also, and if you know if you need to be reminded in this moment, please take this time to reach out to just your reps, even though as we're seeing, like a lot of them seem like they don't give a fuck. Um, but (laughs) our voices matter, like what we care about matters. And I just wanted to note that. And I wanted to say that at the top of this interview, um, and just to preface it, I spoke with Star Felice, um, a few weeks back when we did this interview that you're about to listen to. And it was at a moment when I was just like holding so much and I was just like, reaching out to my loved ones and my friends who are very tapped into their spirits about how they're healing. And I thought it was just right on time that um, Star and I would have our conversation. Um, and in it, we talk so much about different ways that we can support ourselves medicinally through earth healing, through um, the healing of laughter and friendship and 
continue to bask in love, to spread love in this moment when there's so much hurt, hate, and pain. And yeah, loved one, like I'm saying all this to say I'm here with you. And I really hope that in this moment, we do remember our humanity. We do remember, we do remember why we're here. And at the root of that is love. And to be able to continue to facilitate that um, and to shift our focus to love and what is possible through love. And I really do think that liberation is very possible through love. And some love is not easy. I'm just saying some love ain't easy. I'm not trying to love and light you to death. Um, <laughs> Cause when I mean love, I mean it in a very radical sense. And, and sometimes it's light, but sometimes it's really heavy too. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share, I wanted to share that with you in the most genuine way. And also let you all know why I haven't been here in this space. And I wanted to first give myself so much space and grace grace um, to be able to, to produce this episode, to be able to put this out because this archive that I'm developing means so much to me. And to be able to record these stories means so much to me. It's preserving history and preserving these conversations with queer, trans, gender expansive people just wanting to share how we fucking make it. Like, I feel like, you know, it would be remiss of me to not speak on these things or to not acknowledge it as it happens in the time. So I wanted to be able to share that with you. So yeah, just letting you know this interview speaks to that um, in moments, but also Star's story is so... So beautiful to me, and I I know that it will resonate with you. Their journey to just herbalism and working as an earth steward and being able to tap into so many parts of their creativity, um, while also like sharing their gifts with the world and finding their way to their gifts. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for a very very special episode and. Um, I love you a lot and I'm thankful that you're here and yeah. <laughs> Hi Star. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so thankful that you're here right now. This is such a special interview. Thank you. Thank you, lovers. Um, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always love seeing you and talking to you. So yeah yeah i feel like this is the first time this is the first time we are hanging out and just like having a conversation but i've always been like just very curious about you and your work and i love your work so much i admire your practice and like being Mm -hmm. able to witness you in spaces but also um online too is like really special so i'm glad that i get to like have this time with you in this intimate way Thank you. That means a lot to me. You're a wonderful artist. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I am not going to cry this soon. All right. So (laughs) if you could describe yourself in three words in this present moment, what would they be? Right now, I'm feeling very, 
very primordial. Mm. Very um, mystical and just like full of inner wisdom. I I was going to say wise, but I was like, I don't know. That seems like kind of big of me to say that, but just full of inner wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious about why you feel that wise is too much of a word for you. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess it's, it just feels like, um, like I, like, I know I have all of these experiences and all this knowledge and all of this wisdom that um, a lot of it feels innate and a lot of it also, you know, has been, like, earned from experiences. And I guess it just feels this dissonance sometimes, you know, of, like, I'm I'm this, I'm this relatively young person, <laughs> you know, in this, like, very you know, in 2023 in this very modern world and, you know, the U.S. in the center of, like, of of empire in the industrialized world. And yet my soul and my spirit feels so ancient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Babe, yes. Yeah. So sometimes, like, straddling different worlds. Um, and I guess, yeah, in these past few days... I've been healing from a cold, a flu. I've been in my cocoon. So I've been in that internal space of, of just like being encircled in my own world, in my own wisdom, and not and, and, and not having this dissonance that that I feel when I'm outside in the world <laughs> and I come up against. Yeah. Oh. I, I love that you stated that um, as beautifully as you did. And like, I think that is one thing that a lot of us is coming up against right now. And it's like, how do we stay um, just aware of what our spirits need and like listening to earth and listening to our bodies when there's so much noise. And I'm glad there's noise. Like, I'm so thankful for the noise. I'm so thankful for like to know and to be mm-hmm. aware, um, but also it's so important to be able to hear yourself. And like, like you said, I think earlier before we had had our conversation here, we were talking about um, how sickness calls you back to your body and mm-hmm. <laughs> really slows you down. It's like you know, it's not an inconvenience to just be with yourself. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really feel that. <laughs> I love that. It's not an inconvenience to just be with yourself. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, that just hit me. <laughs> so it also brings me to the question of how many lo- lives or roles have you lived? Mm. There's been so many lives. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about it. <laughs> I'm like... Oh wow, yeah. I I'm like where do I start? I've well at the core of it, of course, you know, I've I've always been me. 
Um, but there's just been a lot of stages <laughs> of, you know, like, of, of exploration, of directionless, of curiosity, of love, of mistakes, of, um, you know, like, for example, um, there was a stage in my life when I was 18 and I was hitchhiking up and down California. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <That's> so punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came out here with like $72 in my pocket and... Um, and I was working in this really dreamy, amazing permaculture farm in Northern California. I love them so much. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I, I was, (laughs) um, definitely like learned a lot and saw a lot and like, um, yeah, holds a lot of people from that time really close to my heart. And I'm also kind of like, whoa. So that was like one part of my life. Um, there was another life in my early 20s, maybe like 21 or something, where I was living in upstate New York, in Utica. And I was living with a partner. And we were living in this kind of dilapidated like mansion from the 1920s that was now like boarded up into different like really shitty fucking apartments <laughs> Damn. but like but it had this beautiful you know just like crown molding and this like history the, the, this ornate past to it um <clears throat> and we were pretty reckless um <laughs> we were like um yeah just out of our minds like 24 7 um <laughs> <laughs> And I was working, uh, I was working, like, all the time. I was working mm-hmm. as a barista. I was working as as a chef. I was, like, working full-time and also going to school full-time. Not the whole time that I was up there, but towards the end, I kind of realized, of like, oh, I'm kind of, like, drinking myself into oblivion. I need a way out. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I never thought that art school was something that I could do or that was even possible for me. And then one day I just woke up and I walked down the street and there was an art school and I walked in and I was like, I want to apply. And then they gave me a scholarship. And a few weeks later, that was the start of like my academic art journey. (laughs) (laughs) That's so brilliant. Yo, it really be that. Also, I kind of had a similar trajectory in a, not not the same, but like mm-hmm. I remember walking past my art school that I went to when I was like 18 and, or, or 17 or so and being like, I'm going to go to that school. And then I worked a million and one jobs after graduating high school and was like, you know what? I think I might try to go to art school now, like after being a community college and struggling my ass off and then being like, I am going to apply. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to Philly. I'm going to make it work. So I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the timing of things. It's just, it's so important to just like choose yourself. 
Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to choose yourself. Um, so from there, how did you get to this moment in your life? Like what brought you to choosing your spiritual path and your path as an artist? Well, it was always there. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely always there. Even growing up, um, you know, it's very sensitive and and intuitive, and and art was also like always a part of my life. Um, I I would like fill notebooks up with poetry when I was little and would always be watching documentaries and like my kind of dream as a little person was to travel the world and make nature documentaries. So one day I saw a flyer for this like photo program and then my mind was just like, oh, I think to be a a documentarian, you like need to know how to make photos because film is just kind of like a bunch of photos. So I, I like enrolled and I enrolled myself in in an after school photo program and that was kind of the beginning of my art journey uh, at the International Center of Photography actually like they were some of my first mentors and I learned so much from that space I stayed with them for like four years five years yeah a big part of my young adult life Um, you know as well as like the other like DIY spaces and like underground art spaces that I would frequent as a young person and in terms of spirit I think that for me is is something that that I that I honestly like repressed (laughs) for a long time Mm. and tried to shut out and try to to silence and to really um you know even negate that I had these gifts and that like this was my path um it's not something that I that I even had like a framework for like what it could could look like, I guess. Um actually in, until until I was working on that farm in, in Northern California because of course like growing up in a you know in a Dominican immigrant household and community it's it's like spirituality like it's such a big part of our lives and in our home but it feels like it's like tucked away you know it's like the altars in the room and um and like you know and the botanicas are like are dark and they're tucked away you know Mm. it's not like usually a family trip you know it's like people go alone to like get readings or get their supplies and you know a lot of spiritual spaces are in basements so it wasn't until I went and I lived in northern California that I saw I guess like people identifying as witches and having mm-hmm. like and making their living as 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 like witches and healers and spiritual guides and farmers and and I knew that this was something that was like part of my lineage because my people are from the countryside they're from the mountains in dr like like my mother and like my parents like they grew up on the land mm-hmm. and um and so i knew that this like desire this connection this 
this like innate gift that I have. Like it didn't come from just nowhere. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, having those examples and having those relationships kind of allowed me to to embrace it more. And then, you know, it embraced me more. <laughs> I love that. I love that your journey just brought you to more of yourself. And it should. But mm-hmm. I love hearing about just like all these versions of you that conspired to make you happen. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that Look little you. dropping you, bombs. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> no, but also with you dropping bombs, you know? Like, I feel like... um hearing that younger version of you being like, you know what, we have to enroll ourselves in this program right now is such a New Yorker, okay? It's such an East yes. Coast baby being like. And a little type A maybe. <laughs> we're like, okay, so we're going to enroll in this program and, and we're going to learn. I love that. Wait, so. My Gemini moon. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, let's learn. Let's connect. <laughs> Wait, do you want to share your big three or? Sure. You go first. Oh, my God. Okay, so mine is Capricorn Sun, Libra Moon, Capricorn Rising. Mm. So it's it's very interesting. There's a lot of Capricorn in my chart. But I feel like I make it fun with a Scorpio Venus. Ooh, that's hot. And my Libra Moon, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My Sun is in Leo and my Rising is in Leo. And my Moon's in Gemini. Wow, big Leo. Big Leo You said beauty, power, bravery, (laughs) grace. Okay, carriage. (laughs) All the things. Literally, all the times I jumped off the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do it. (laughs) Wow, I love it. Wait, so what or who inspires you as a healer and medicine maker? Hmm. There's so much that inspires me. Um, really, like, my connection to the plants, my connection to the spirit of the plants, and, like, just hearing their songs, hearing their messages, feeling their vibrations. Like, I mean, nothing makes me come more alive and, like, yeah, and feel in harmony and enlightenment like that. Definitely re- really inspired by uh, my ancestors, the stories of my ancestors. Um, yeah, I'm inspired by my ancestors. Part of my ancestral lineage are Cimarrones, which is like, you know, why I named the Botanica Botanica Cimarron. For people that don't know, Cimarron is the Spanish translation for maroons. So um, escaped enslaved folks who um, who built their own sovereign communities in the mountains, and I'm 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 just like so inspired by by that bravery, by that that also camaraderie between you know like my Taino and my African lineage and that like you know we've survived like because we've 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 worked together you know I'm sure it wasn't oh like you know all like roses and shit um 
but yeah and 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 I've been part of liberation movements and and organizing circles for for a really long time you know I've been like going to protests and meetings since I was like 14 um so like putting the dots together I was like oh this makes so much sense as well you know it's like our liberation it's so connected you know to each other to the land to spirit and and i'm inspired by this practice by this daily revolutionary practice of love and action and that's what my medicine work feels like is putting love into action every day okay i'm just sitting in that because yes Oof. Putting love into action every day. What is your favorite way to put love into action? Mm. Well, obviously, acts of service. It's <laughs> 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 my love language. Um, yeah. And I've actually been, like, challenging myself to 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 switch lanes and to move into, you know like whatever what was it called gifts yes <laughs> yeah and just like accept and to give love in um different ways um i forgot your question oh what's your favorite way of putting love into action my favorite way of putting love into action is yeah, making just sharing my offerings in the world really truly i think um it just feels like kind of the purest offering mm-hmm. you know yeah. i made this and here it is <laughs> <laughs> it really is that you know? <laughs> just being an artist being like you know how i made this thing i'm sharing it Mm-hmm. Um, and making food for people. Oh yeah, I love feeding people. Heavy on that one. Yeah, yeah, love that one. I feel like lately, as I'm tapping more into um, knowing that we only can exist here, and and like the purest way. Well, for me, I'm like my purest form and like way of just existing on this planet with my loved ones is to be in community. And to constantly venerate my community and to shape how I show up, um, learning a lot about how I want to show up. And like a lot of that is through food. And right now we're in this season of like, we're about to be cooking down. I don't know if y'all, you know, celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, we don't celebrate or acknowledge Thanksgiving in this like Western way of thinking about it, but just being able to come together with loved ones and like share meal is like so important. Mm. Mm. Um, I want to ask you something about that before I went on that tangent. Um, I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned that in your practice, you love listening to the songs of plants. Um, are there any like plant songs that you love the most or like that is coming to mind or any stories from plants or any plants that I mean, frequently seek you out or like that you connect with in your practice? Mm. Yeah, there, 
There are a lot. <laughs> um, just tuning in. What's coming up that wants to be shared is is Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Hawthorne wants to work with more people right now. I can share a story about how I met Hawthorne. Please do. Oh, my God. Yes. It was really um, funny, actually. Because, you know, I was kind of in that space of of kind of just... um, (laughs) I met Hawthorne. It was actually in my early 20s when I was living in Utica. In one of my past lives. <laughs> um, and I was walking to work in the morning at 7 a.m. Like I always do. Um, and I think I might have like taken a different route. And and then I was just kind of stopped in my tracks by this, by this tree. By this big tree with red berries. And it just felt like... Um, I can't like put words to it, but I was stopped and then I've, I've, I was just there like attuning to it and it was attuning to me and, and, um, like now that, you know, I have like more experience with plant spirit communication, I know that that there were, like, messages and transmissions that were coming through and just, like, generally a healing, you know? Like, the vibration of the plant um, was healing me. <clears throat> and 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 then I continued to just take that out every day and, you know, and, like, say hi and just kind of, like, talk to the tree and, you know, like, admire the berries and the leaves. And then I started to do more research on the plant and... On, on the tree and the history of it and like find a little bit more. And um, and during that time, I was actually like going through this really immense heart opening and heartbreaking, which, you know, it was unbeknownst to me at the time. Um, but I was in like my first relationship at all. And... It was very, very tumultuous, you know, like we were bringing up a lot of our own shadow shit and mm-hmm. um, and it was difficult. And like it took us a while to then like separate from from our codependency. Um, but yeah, I think Hawthorne really came in at the right time. Hawthorne is 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 known for its heart medicine so that's really, you know, the strength of Hawthorne is 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 like building our our it's building the resiliency in our heart to like to have um you know like fluid boundaries like often when our heart is out of balance it's either too open or it's like closed right so you can kind of imagine like Hawthorne helps to build our boundaries where they're like fluid and healthy and balanced and and yeah and like 
also just like um more than th- and energetic it also like it's it's a tonic for with the heart you know so it'll like strengthen the muscles of the heart and cleanse and clear the blood um and it's also a portal to the other worlds particularly to the world of fairies um yeah wait do you have any stories (laughs) this is like i don't know love is lore i love hearing um stories about fairies and just like the just like the different you know sorts of beings that connect with people because i really do feel like these beings do have special relationships with folks i mean Mm-hmm. They are of us in yeah. a lot of different ways. Um, and there are some folks that I love connecting with too, but I, I want to hear about some of the fairies and <laughs> or just like folklore that you resonate with. Mm-hmm. Mm, I've I've actually been like, um, I do feel like I want to get to a point where like I want to share a lot of information on fairies. But I'm still parsing through like some intuitive research and some also like, you know, book research stuff, particularly about like the Fae in in like, yeah, in 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 like Caribbean culture. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and like really like anywhere outside of like just ireland and scotland and england which is like where people associate them and it's like anywhere Mm -hmm. that there are elements like there are the fake people Mm -hmm. um and yeah and there's like so many stories that are still alive and pretty vibrant um in the Philippines, for example, in Hawaii, definitely, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of the Pacific Islands, as well as in Central and in South Africa, um, and 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 it's given me a lot of hope to kind of like go deeper into the story of of the Fae people in. Caribbean so don't really have anything to share right now okay let's <laughs> soon come and I'm excited to hear about what you're finding yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah and like especially because our our like the mythology of our people you know is that is that we come from the caves you know and like we also we come from the from from the seva trees right from the cottonwood trees and and it's also a portal to the ancestral realm and it's like where our spirits go back to you know in order to like to travel up through the milky way and to like you know yeah to so it's 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 like it's there the evidence is there like who else lives in trees come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh, I love that. One thing I'm often thinking about too is like, I mean, we're elemental creatures. I mean, we have all all the elements in our bodies, even us being made of stardust, mm-hmm. which is a confirmed thing. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, I'm like trying to get people to be more curious about, you know, like our own stories mm-hmm. and like just how to also just like connect with Earth too 
on a deeper level. Like I think what is happening right now um, in just all the liberation movements that we are witnessing too, and like how we are realizing this is how things need to take shape is kind of getting closer to the land in a lot of ways. And like developing our relationship to the land is so important and to our environments. Cause I mean, I feel like a lot of the harm that we're witnessing um, with just us existing on earth right now is just like pain and suffering and turmoil. But also I think it's because of like how we are treating ourselves and how we are treating the earth in a lot of ways. And like, it's just like also another call to action to liberation is to like liberate ourselves from the harm that we've created for ourselves, you know? Um, yeah, mm -hmm. that just came out of me. Oh my God. <laughs> but, like, but yes, thank you. We're in, we're in just a necessary and inescapable time of transformation. You know, that has been prophesized about, that has been coming, that we can't move around it. We just have to move through it. And I think, like, what's what's the pain that's been sitting in my heart is, like, how do we hold ourselves through this, through the violence and the destruction that, like, that comes with the process of rebirth? Because we know it's, like, you know, a lot of, the people who are hurting the most <laughs> should not be fucking hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Yeah. Like disabled folks, people, uh, all people, all people, point blank mm -hmm. period, the land, like. Mm -hmm. The people who are closest to the land. Exactly. Yeah. You're so right. And it's like the people who are suffering the most right now should not be experiencing this. And it's, and I wonder too, just as a spiritualist and herbalist and artist and just like brilliant thinker, um, all of those things, what sort of advice would you give people who are like seeking to like deepen in their connection with land-based practices? Or what can we do as makers? What can we do as people who are grieving and hurting but also just wanting to hold this space and hold this discomfort and like transmute it and move through it and that could be a heavy one to ask you don't have to know the answer to that but mm. if you do that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> i don't have the answer but i i will say that the way that i've been answering that for myself has been to continuously open my heart, continue to open my heart, continue to open my heart, and yeah, and especially in terms of earth connection, you know, and like, and like living like, you know, in a place like Los Angeles where I can feel really like you're disconnected mm -hmm. from reality or for the land, from from people even. Um, sometimes like the most potent practice is just 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 to go out, 
or to like or to be where you are and to open your heart to the land you know to just whether it's a breath or a prayer or a song like whatever comes out it's like we're not alone the earth is listening the earth is us the earth is within us we're not separate from the earth body you know it's going to be received and it is being received and and especially here you know in these spaces where like ceremony has been lacking you know and 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 has been like systematically and like intentionally um like yeah just wiped (laughs) from this land um i think it's really powerful you know the land spirits are, are are here and they're hungry and they're listening to us and they want to work with us and um yeah I know it like it does it does get dark and it does feel dark a lot of times and and I just I know that there is a light in our heart that there is a language that is only spoken through the heart in which the universe like all of life understands and 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 i think that's the language that that we collectively need to hone in on to really to really move through this darkness mm-hmm. and to remember what it means to be human <laughs> Yeah. Earlier in our conversation, you said, I feel so ancient in this body. And I feel like um, that has been something that comes up so much when I'm thinking about this, because I'm like, damn, like we still on this shit. Like I've been here so many lifetimes, it feels and I'm like, we're still doing this. And I know the trees are like, God damn. But also I'm like, "Mm, if I can hold that, that ancientness and know that. You know, through our humanity, we can still be resilient. We can still rewrite our stories. We can still try our best to learn from our mistakes and grow. I'm I'm hoping that <laughs> we mm-hmm. can find our way to it. You know, that these will all just be things that we kind of be like, damn, we will never move back into that space again. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do fully believe that it, like you said, it's so important to tap back into the heart and to really try to open ourselves up to love in all directions. It's like my heart been so achy, <laughs> and it, I, I feel like I've been struggling so much with heart opening recently too. Yeah, that I'm like, oof, we need that softness. In addition to hawthorn, do you have any other like herbs that you suggest for folks navigating grief, heart opening, or feeling more interconnected during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, for grief and for interconnectedness. Mm-hmm. For grief, I've been I've been with motherwort a lot and hibiscus. Um there are two plants that I come back to a lot. Um, 
for my heart. <laughs> Motherwort is a bitter that's in the mint family. Um, and and it feels like a big hug. <laughs> that's energetically what it feels like. You know, it's like a warm bath. You know, it's like, come here to mama. I got you. Um, yeah, really, really kind to the nerves as well as to the digestive system and to the heart. Um, it's another like heart strengthening herb. And um, hibiscus. I just love hibiscus for like so many reasons and so many aspects. But um, why I recommend it for grief is that it 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 kind of energetically it's like like a like a spark, you know. Mm-hmm. It like tends to the sparks that are there, you know, and like helps to to build that fire of vitality of inner vitality. Um, and for feelings of interconnectedness. Moringa is coming up. Moringa, yeah, that's that's um, associated with the tree of life in um, in many African nations and civilizations. Um, Moringa is it's 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 so gentle and so powerful at the same time, um, and really like nourishing and nutritive to our whole body. That you know just. Um, yeah, it really feels cleansing and aligning. And I think in general, you know, we can all use the tree of life energy to, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, to, to collect us. (laughs) Babe, I agree. I feel like right now to one thing that has been coming to mind is like feeling alive one being in gratitude for aliveness and like being able to feel our own aliveness and hold that in the sa- the sacredness of life and honoring that um so I'm, I'm really glad that you brought moringa into the mix because i feel like that one's going to help just a lot of folks and just like being able to ground into that and like i think also like thinking back to what you just said to a, a moment ago like isolation can take you from that space of feeling aliveness too. And like just connect it to folks, especially here in LA where like everyone is a million miles away. It feels like. Yeah. literally, <laughs> Especially for us East coast people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. So I want to take us into a lighter space because there's so much medicine and laughter. Okay. What has been grounding you and like bringing you some sort of laughter, some sort of sweetness, if you can name it? Um, <laughs> what's been bringing me laughter and sweetness? Um, I feel like an old person. But I'm gonna say my cat. <laughs> what's her name? Linksy. Linksy. Yeah, I love my cat. Shout out to um, them. <laughs> And, you know, checking in on friends and busting out on a dance move when I can. I've been, um, I don't really watch that much TV, but when I do, I'm, like, making sure that I'm watching something funny now. Because I'm like, I don't know if I can do 
like anything else right now. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do the drama or the horror or yeah. Yeah. Like I'm usually huh? I was about to say what has been your silly goofy show? I started watching, let's see. Um okay, so there's this comedy special on HBO with two comedians. Forgetting their name. Two dope queens. Two dope queens. Okay. <laughs> Two dope queens. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. They're so funny. Yeah. I just watched that show a minute ago, but I'm like, maybe I should get back into it. It's good. It was so good. It was so funny with um Jessica. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. No, we'll figure it out. Either. Phoebe Robertson and okay. Jessica Williams. Oh, look at you. You're good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's I nice to have like an injection of New York every now and then. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've also been watching, um, let's see, a few weeks ago, I was watching The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. Like I heard that shit was funny. So funny. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> dark in terms of like, you know, just mm-hmm. like the Christian cult like yeah. manipulation and shit but it's so funny <laughs> that's good maybe i should get into that it's my silly goofy show um ooh, okay what's been your joy and i know i'm like the interviewee but i want to know thank you what's bringing you joy mm, what's been bringing me joy right now that has been making music with my friend Rhea um, and sending each other sounds that we've been curious about. And that's been really fun. Yes. Um, That's been bringing me a lot of joy. Also, I've been collaging a lot lately. And I actually made a piece that was kind of, it was inspired by witnessing your work at the um, LA Historic Park. Is it still mm-hmm. up right now? It is, yeah. It's Thank up God. till December 9th. Period. They need to just keep it there. Like, it needs to be on permanent view. That's what I think. But, you know, I'm not making the decisions. So. God, please, angels, if you're listening. Send your emails. To yeah. People. Pay them more. <laughs> Pay them more money so it can live there permanently. Um, But uh, that's... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My fucking ADHD brain. Um, But... Yeah, I made this piece a few weeks ago that was inspired by a piece that you made at the park. And I've just been collaging and making these pictures where I'm placing all these like little bits of paper together. And it feels like I'm like making a puzzle, but like of my own memories mm-hmm. or just like things that I'm feeling into. And that's been bringing me a lot of joy and like having these conversations, making food with friends spending time with loved ones, trying to dance and mm-hmm. sing and like play. That's been like my joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also know that you make music too. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, your like musical projects too? And like all the other ways like that you expand yourself as an artist. <laughs> like I was hoping that we would like get into that too, but like, I'm going to ask you to plug a little bit. You know what? Music has really been like the shining light in my practice right now. It 
it's it's where I feel the most playful, the most vulnerable, the most experimental, the most like oh, the most excited, you know? Um and so I'm following that and it feels really good. I've 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 um I've been in the underground music world for a long time, you know, in New York, like specifically, <laughs> where I grew up and a lot of my friends were always musicians and I was always like booking shows and, you know, and then I um, realized I was like, oh, wait, I think I kind of want to do this and try this. I think there was like songs within me that I'm just like really scared to 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 maybe explore and like let out so there I did a residency I don't don't know like sometime a couple years ago and they had a sound studio there and I was like I'm just gonna lock myself in and see what comes out and that was the beginning of like I guess my yeah of, of me like sharing songs and what happened there was so magical and and you know and very spiritual as well like I realized oh this is like this is like this is a portal (laughs) that I just opened up you know and I was able to like to retrieve and to connect so much and to communicate so much and it was so healing for me so transformative for me um and you know also in undergrad I was also, like, making um, music for a while, just kind of, like, in cover bands and, like, and exploring, um, as well as, like, booking shows. And then trigger warning, um, there was um, a sexual assault case that just kind of, like, I just shut down and, like, stopped being part of that particular community for a while. And, And through, like healing other layers of of that incident um and and others as well like through the past year i realized oh like that's a big reason why i stopped making music um so yeah it feels good to like have more of myself come back online and be like right this is what the fuck we do and what we want to do and what we're the fuck we're really good at. Um, (laughs) so yeah. And feel free to edit that part out, but, um, keep it in. (laughs) 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 And, and yeah, so like the, um, my band is called priestessy and, um, I'm working on a new set of songs now, um that I'm calling Ibid and I'm calling so- songs for the end of the world as we as we know it so really like songs that we need to like to to break ourselves open and to remake ourselves right in a both personal and collective way and 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 it's exciting to be working with collaborators right now as well cuz like my first album was just like you know, bedroom songs, me and like since and like, you know, just just fucking shit up on my own and like okay. making a lot of noise. And and now I'm being like more, more fearless with my voice and more like forward with my voice and like working with amazing 
is an amazing producer and drummer. So yeah, the kind of the sound that we're making, um, I guess it's 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 kind of like uh post-metal, metal, industrial sound while also like bringing in elements of of like spiritual ritual ch- chants. Um yeah. Dude, that's that's so what right. I'm playing with right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I love hearing all the ways that you play with your voice and your magic. Because like, damn, like we need that. That's how that's how we heal. <laughs> damn. Okay. So there's this like also with this show, there's like this collaborative element where I'm just playing with like people who I do these like conversations with where we just like make an exquisite corpse together. And I'm curious if you want to make a song using some of the instruments. In oh the my song. God. There's yes. Right here. <laughs> I collect a lot of instruments. Um, I play a lot. I'm not good at a lot of them, but that's okay. I don't have to be good. Me either. You what know? the fuck is good? What is good? Also, what is good? <laughs> Come on now. So, <laughs> um, so we can do that or we can draw or make something. I'm gonna leave it up to you, but that's an option. And if you wanna see that, you can see it when we, you know, show that option. Because <laughs> right now I'm figuring out if it's gonna live on Patreon or like, you know, how is it gonna, you know, add to the show in some way. But um, I can't wait to share that element with y'all. But uh, yeah, we can definitely make a thing. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay, do before it. we also end this interview, I want to ask if you want to pull a card oh, on the deck. Speaking of, yeah, I know. I wish you had your deck here. I need to, I'm going to buy a deck from you too. Do you have any at your house? I should have asked you to bring them. (laughs) Where was I? Okay, you want me to pull a card? Yeah, we can both pull a card together. Okay. So we're going to pull a card from the the Herbal Astrology Oracle by um, the creator of Anima Mundi, Ariana. Ayalis. Ayalis. <laughs> but you can also support Star's work and purchase the Green Gold's Ancestral Plant Spirit Oracle deck. Yeah, available at botanicasimarong.love. Yes. Dot love. Oh my God, icon. <laughs> <laughs> we need more websites named dot love. It. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I'm getting this. Period. What is com? You know, what is dot com? Ooh. Interesting. Oh wow! What did you pull? Horse tail. Horse tail. Oh my god! And this is about that one's about presence, patience, patience. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That's the word. This yeah. This is definitely. You want to read it? Aligning, making so much sense. Yeah. Okay. Am I reading it into the bike? Yeah, you can read into bike. So they're going to read Horsetail. This is our reading, y'all. Horsetail. Patience. Upright. Endurance. Steady focus. Period of gestation. Trust the process. Heightened sensitivity. Reversed. Challenge. Stubbornness. Hardship. Feelings of loss. Impatience. 
astrological ruler, Saturn and Venus. Whenever you cross paths with a horsetail, you are looking at a member of the sole surviving genus of a once great lineage. Prehistoric horsetail is said to have been giant compared to the remaining species that exist today. The primitive plant is a descendant of large trees from the Paleozoic era, about 375 to 600 million years ago. These plants emerged from primordial swamps over 100 million years ago, long before dinosaurs walked the earth. All cultures to which horsetail was native used it as food and medicine, often cooking it like a vegetable or chewing it raw in the springtime. Horsetail strengthens connective tissues such as skin, hair, nails, bones, teeth, cartilage, ligaments, and even mucous membranes. In ancient times, it was referred to as a bone mender, as it was used to help heal broken bones, fractures, and osteoporosis. Horsetail is ruled by Saturn as strengthening the skeletal system and connective tissues and promoting wound healing, hair growth, skin protection, and bone strength are all in the ringed planet's domain. Saturn also corresponds with the processing of minerals within the body, particularly the kidneys, which horsetail also nourishes. Archetypally, I can't say that word, archetypally, (laughs) Saturn provides us protection, shielding, courage, endurance, patience, self-control, and the blessing of challenge. Saturn, known as Cronus in Greek, is the lord of time and viewed as a destructive, all-devouring force. Yet Saturn isn't as malevolent as it's portrayed to be, as its energy teaches us self-mastery, the power we are granted once we overcome the cycles of pain and suffering. Guidance. Horstel teaches us the power that lies within patience and the endurance gained through the hidden blessings of challenges. There is something good in all seeming failures, and although that might not be clear in the moment, time will reveal it. Trust the process. Remember that stubbornness is willfulness. Remember that stubbornness and willfulness are counterproductive to loosening knots. Instead, like the medicine of horse, ground to earth's energy and adapt to changes and hardships on the journey. Horse medicine provides us heightened sensitivity and the purity of trust, essential tools to have as we navigate life's journey. Invoke the strength of horse as a power animal when you need increased psychic sensitivity and intuition. Oh, on time. Primordial, enter the chat. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it was ever present. (laughs) Wow, okay. Mm. I just pulled Rose. Wow, yes, of course. I was like avoiding talking about Rose when we were talking about grief. So I'm glad Rose is like, yes. Hello. Rose is like, hello. (laughs) Hi, it's me. And I've been drinking a lot of rose, like, every morning. Good. Just to tend to my nervous system yeah. Yeah. and to open my heart. <laughs> so I'm going to read rose. 
So upright is union, bliss, unconditional love, merging with the other, oneness, nourishment, and purity. Reverse is conditional love, secrecy, separation, dis- disconnection from the sacred. And the astrological ruler of rose is Venus and moon. In ancient texts in Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, the rose had a prominent presence, particularly in relation to balancing the emotions, relieving the heart of depression and grief, and treating psycho-spiritual imbalances. The rose is sacred to Aphrodite, goddess of love and beauty. And since ancient times and across cultures, the rose was associated to love, passion, and commitment, and lust. The Romans, Greeks, and the occult societies suspended roses from the ceilings at meetings that were held in the strictest of confidence. Ooh, I would love to go to that. (laughs) (laughs) Roses represent all aspects of the goddess and the almighty creatrix, the ability to love, nurture, and experience joy and see beauty in all things. A popular flower that has come to be associated with weddings and rituals of union Roses-filled vases are worn by participants and guests and often strewn about to bring divine blessings to the couple's love. The herbs of Venus are feminine, gentle, relaxing, and balancing. Medicinally, rose has the power to uplift mood, nourish the heart, and cardiovascular system. It makes an excellent uterine tonic that supports fertility and vitality. The antiseptic nature of the rose makes it an excellent remedy for wounds and bruises, and it also relieves spasms in the respiratory system, gut, intestinal tract, and muscles. Rose's medicinal and energetic qualities resemble the archetypal nature of both Venus and, and the moon. So your guidance, it's, um, it's time to allow for greater love in your life. Allow the dance of trust and intimacy to heal and open your heart. Like the rose, you are rising from the harsh soil through the path of thorns and challenges as you grow and blossom in your spiritual journey. Look deep into your heart and see where you might need more love and affection. The white dove reminds us that through childlike trust, we can navigate the most challenging of pathways with the undertone of joy and presence. Remember, you understand how love is a doorway that through the sacred embodiment, you are able to birth anything into manifestation. Let all creativity, all sexual and nurturing connection be attuned to the vibrational powers of unconditional love. Oof. And that is on time. And that was also written by Adriana Ayalis um, from the Herbal Astrology Oracle deck. Um, I love that deck so much. It's always on time. <laughs> and I'm sure also your deck is always on time. I can't <laughs> wait to have access to that. And y'all, please get that deck. Star's work is just so brilliant and beautiful. And um, yeah, just do yourself a favor and just connect with them in all platforms. Can you plug yourself? Where, where can folks find you? Um, Folks can find me on... Instagram at priestessy. That's P R I E S T U S S S Y, and at Botanica Cimarron. B O T A N I C A C I M A R R O N, or at Cimarron.earth 
that's um, my website, my web portal that can connect you to, um, yeah, to my artist practice, to my studio, as well as to the Botanica and to my music. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Thai. This was such a joy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This was fun. so much for listening to this episode um please rate and subscribe for future episodes on all platforms where you can find podcasts and connect with us on instagram at exquisite humans pod you can also reach out and connect with us by email at exquisite humans pod at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us as it pertains to sponsorship or maybe you just want to ask us a question or Maybe you just want to connect um, because you want to be interviewed for this archive. That would be amazing. Please reach out. Um, this episode was produced by Love is Wise and audio engineered by Margot Padilla. Until next time, friends.